Hello and welcome back to All My Life. This is SPO's podcast where we take deep dives into lifelong discipleship. My name is Emma and we have Ryan, your co-hosts, we are hosting together. My name is Ryan. I'm the co-host. And we are are ready. We are fully caffeinated. Ryan, I learned your choice of drink is Diet Dr. Pepper. And I'm not ashamed. (laughs) I I think sugar would kill me before aspartame would. That's my, that's, I'm banking on that. Yeah. So diet. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I disagree. I but know. You got to go real sugar. That, uh, Have you ever had real sugar soda? Like, like not high fructose corn syrup, but like real sugar. Oh, I would love it. I would prefer it. It, just, taste. it tastes better too. I actually love diet. Dr. Pepper is my thing. If it mm-hmm. kills me, it kills me. The yeah. Lord knows. Come Lord Jesus. I know. Pray for me. And also we have Abe Gross today with us on the Hello. podcast. Uh, thanks so much for being with us today. Abe Glad to be here. is with us at SPO doing all things worship, music. Yes. All hands on deck whenever we need them. AV. AV. Direct, worship director. Music director. Music director. Music director. Technically the title. Yes. So Abe, we learned something interesting about you. You said that your biggest non-regret in life, in life, was speech class. That's what right. In the wor- what is that? How Those is people's that People's greatest fear. <laughs> How right. is that your biggest non-regret? I mean, I think there's, uh, growing up, I had two huge fears, which were public speaking and singing in front of people. Okay. I mean, I think those were two of the things I was most afraid of. look where you of. are now. I know, it's insane. <laughs> That's like a lot of what I do. Actually, I don't sing in front of people as much as I used to. Yeah. But I, I mean in like large part, that's like what I do for because, my job. Because worship, you're t- you mean like worship leading isn't as much like singing in front of people as well, a performance? Well, it's that or? and it's, no, no, no. It's it's like you're singing, I'm singing in front of people and I give talks. Like that's no, I what know, I do. Right, we, yeah. totally. That's why we're wondering what the deal is. <laughs> why was I afraid? What happened? Well, no, but like, well, I, anyway, you were saying you don't sing in front of people as much anymore. No. Want to change that, but all right, yeah. It's well, just part of the, you know. we'll change that in a minute. But tell us, like, how is that gig. exactly? <laughs> so, how okay, is that your biggest non-regret. So, uh, back to okay, afraid growing up yeah. of speaking in front of people. I'm also getting assassinated. That's another weird one. You ever, you ever get afraid <laughs> like a, like of assassin? Like, like someone, <laughs> someone, someone is out fear. to kill you. You've never had this before. Uh. When you were a kid, you were like. What if you grow up? I don't and think like, I've ever been a big enough public figure to. No, 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 no. But like, what if you grew up and then there was somebody that was after mm. you? That would be scary. I have an irrational fear that I might just turn into the wrong, tr- turn into oncoming traffic. Yes, I have that one too. Like, why don't I? I exactly. don't know. I, I what, and what you, I think everyone why has that I? one. Yes. Why do you not go into the oncoming <laughs> why traffic? Why don't you? And so everyone has well, why that Why do you kind of think you want to sometimes? Yes. I, you wanna, can I tell or you? just that person that's running alongside of the road. <laughs> just like crush them. Right, yeah. I'm about to share something I've never shared with anyone. Okay, go. <laughs> this, is, this, will go this will be public for the whole world, I know, Ryan. and no one will ever want to have coffee with me again. Oh <laughs> when I'm meeting with somebody and having oh, coffee, yes. sometimes I just want to... Dump it. Dump, no, dump it in their face. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
scald them. <laughs> yeah. Why do I want to do that? Why do I think about well, doing that? Well, you don't actually want to. Your mind is just a crazy... It's like, it, what if I just... The mind is an interesting Lord, please thing. prevent me from scalding <laughs> yes. this person. I've never shared that with anybody. There has to be a term for this, because I feel like I see like this a lot on the internet, or like talk to people like these irrational, like... Like things that we, yeah, like we desire to see what happens in the like, like what destruction would this cause? What like chaos would this cause? But like, obviously we're rational enough to know like not to do right. it, but there's and, like. And in mass, everyone doesn't do it, even though everyone has those thoughts. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's amazing. It's awesome. But I almost, of, I almost touched a stranger's head the other day too. <laughs> oh really? Just walking by? He was there and, uh, and some, something made me think. You should touch that guy's <laughs> head. And I thought, he'll probably punch me. Like, Did he have good hair? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I got to stop. <laughs> hey, why irrational? did you love speech class so much? <laughs> so, so speaking of irrational fears, public speaking is a rational yes, it fear. Is. It is. Because, it is. I mean, you guys know this, but and I, I love talking about the evolutionary things. Rather than just like we like in the spiritual world, we talk about like the spiritual causes of things, which is very, very real. But there's also this evolutionary cause, which is also kind of spiritual because we're physical and spiritual. Anyhow, but the we are designed to be part of the group. And if I'm going to stand up in front of the group yep. to do anything, you know, lead worship, give a talk, do anything. If I'm going to stand up in front of the group, the 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 oldest part of my brain the is lizard the part. lizard part of my brain. I like to call it my lizard brain. Yep. My lizard brain tells me that I'm going to die. Because the, the group is going to reject me, yep. and I'm going to be on my own, and I'm going to be eaten by savage beasts. And so my brain automatically, like, your nervous system naturally shuts down. You, the spit leaves your mouth. You sweat. You have to go to the bathroom because you want to expel all excess weight so you can run away. Like, it's very natural to be afraid of public speaking, and I very much thought I was. And then, randomly, so I played sports all through high school. Um, basketball, baseball. Baseball was probably the main one. Basketball, I was best baseball, adapted for. More baseball than... More baseball than basketball. Interesting. Being six, five. Yeah, I know. I somehow, especially at my school, baseball wasn't as intense, so there was that. And the second thing was, basketball, I got injured more. Mm-hmm. So I would end up injured, more and then I... grueling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So anyhow, one year, I decide that during uh, the winter, I'm not going to play basketball. So I have all this time. So I decide on a whim with a couple of my buddies to do speech class after school. After school? It was an after school. extracurricular. It was an extracurricular thing. Yeah. And we just on a whim decided to do it. And I loved it. And I I had no idea that I would love it. But I just loved getting up and talking. So was that some... (laughs) (laughs) I love hearing the sound of my my voice. voice. I loved it. I mean, but... But more in making arguments and like a lot of it was, you know, it, it's not really argumentative, but you're making a case for something. For something absolutely. And I just love doing that. And I wasn't as afraid as I thought I would be. Um, and so that opened up this whole world of like spoken word, um, argument, that that whole world kind of opened up for me. And then in college, I did some more of that and ended up making it a large part of what I do for my job. So it's cr- it's my biggest non-regret because like, Holy cow, if I wouldn't have done that. How long do you think you would have held on to that fear had you not done that speech class? I don't know. I mean, that could have persisted quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think at some point, especially if if 
other everything else would have turned out the same, I would have been forced to give a talk at some point and probably found out like this is actually kind of fun. You might have had one of the the grandest transitions. I mean, usually you hear a lot of people talk about being afraid of public speaking, but to so quickly sort of turn the other way, like this is actually amazing. You don't hear oh, yeah. that a lot. No, no, no. It was a, it was a one eighty, like yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So that's uh, my biggest non regret. I feel like I had another. I said another one, but it's gone. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, there you go. So you, yeah, you do talk a lot in your job now. But also music is another big part of it. So, I mean, how long have you been playing? Yeah, like, what? how far does that go back? Um, I do not remember a time. I do not have a living memory where I did not in some way own a guitar. So... As far as I can remember, I've had a guitar early on. So like five-year-old Abe. Three-year-old Abe. Three-year-old Abe. Had a Two-year-old Like I have pictures of me at three, two or three with this like, it's a small guitar. I still have it in in my, it's at my parents' house. Um, But it was like a little classical guitar and it mostly didn't have strings on it and I just hit it with like (laughs) drumstick stuff. So I kind of started guitar drums at the same time because I would hit the guitar rather than play (laughs) it and yell. Um, Just the bang. Yeah. It, it just made noise, and that was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually have to be careful. Like, right now, so I have I have three little ki- little girls, and um, I have to be careful with my instruments now. So I'm, I'm the type of person that I'm kind of like, go ahead and use my thing. Like, I'm not that precious with my instruments anymore, and I've had to realize, like, no, no, these are, like, pr- pretty valuable, yeah. and little kids <laughs> just want to hit stuff and destroy it. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, you can, like, go ahead to the guitar, and then they're, like, pulling it off the stand, and it's taking a terrible dive, and I'm like, I should probably be more careful. <laughs> maybe not this one. <laughs> maybe I should find that kind of guitar for them so that they can have the same experience. But anyhow, yeah, so so really, three, four years old, I had a guitar, and I was, my, my parents actually met on the road, so my dad was in a traveling band, nine-piece, full brass. They traveled for three years. Um, so he was a, a musician, and then my mom was also a musician. She traveled for a couple of summers, and they actually had the same booking agent, and that's some of how they got to know each other. It was through this, they had kind of a musical uh, common connection. Mm. Um, and anyhow, so I grew up around, they loved music, they had music, there was instruments in the house, we all learned how to play piano. Um, so I kind of begrudgingly did music at first, and then somewhere around 10, 11, I started to discover the guitar, that it was actually something I could do and play um, rather than just be forced to practice. You know, I kind of discovered chords and, and what that whole world was, and that became fascinating to me, and I didn't do anything else besides play basketball for, like, three years. So. Did so, yeah. you, is, was there a particular song, like, what was your first? Wipeout. But, like, on the guitar? <laughs> on the guitar. Yeah, that was the, fir- that was the first, the Dang. very, very first thing I learned on the guitar, and I was like, I figured that out. What else can I figure out? And then I figured out. That's complicated. Out. That's that's not it. That's not. A it's all on one string. It's all in the E. But so it's just plucking. Ba, 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 ah. ba, all on the same string. Yeah. Okay. Pretty fun. <laughs> Anyhow. Well, so are there? What were? So then, what sort of music did you get into? Ah, uh, well, there was always praise and worship stuff around the house, like chord books and stuff like that. So some of it was I wasn't that into praise and worship but that was what was there, so that's where I could learn. So once I learned chords, that's where I could find chords because this was before the internet. Mm. or The internet probably existed, but we didn't have it, so I couldn't the go. The dial-up like, days. Right, yeah. Well, no, we didn't even have dial-up yet <laughs> no. at that point. This would, this would have been like, ni- like late 90s. I'm old, man. 
Um, well, we had dial up in the late nineties. Really? Was it like your family? Like, rejected? yeah, we were, we are late adopters, like real late adopters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the gross family, the gross family, real late adopters. Um, anyhow, so that was what was available. Cause I couldn't go look it up. Um, and a lot of it was like my parent, like what I would know is like what my, what the gross family would sing around the campfire, like the extended gross family. So they were very much, you know, 60s, 70s, not even really into the 80s. They kind of stayed 60s, 70s. So like James Taylor, uh, John Denver, like these, these sorts of people are kind of who I would sit around the campfire and learn to play. So, so fast forward to today though. Yep. You just released a song. I did. Yeah. What's that like? <sighs> to release it's, a song into the world. Uh, it's super strange. I think it is very... So I, I started releasing music with CDs, like when people would actually listen to CDs. Right. So I had like a band in high school. I did my own stuff. I released c- CDs. After that, you had Facebook. Like Facebook was a real thing. And you could... Like people paid attention to Facebook. And Facebook was a good avenue by which to just, you could just like put it out there and a ton of people would see it. And now with modern algorithms, it's so weird. Like 2023 is a different thing, which actually I kind of want to bring up that like, even like doing a podcast, like how do you do something? Like now everybody has this ability to be a mass media outlet, which is super strange. Like it used to be that one, you had to have an incredible product. So right now we don't know like, you don't know if you have an incredible product, right? Like, is this worthy of mass media? I don't know, but I do have mass media to put it out on. And then actually the, the, re- the, the, the reaction doesn't tell you if your thing is good or not, actually, because it could have just not been seen by people. So it used to be like you could, you could kind of know, like you had a success fail rate because you released it out there and it either did something or it didn't. And there's still a little bit of that, but it's, it's a weird system. So I think it's the same thing in like creating a podcast or putting music out or whatever, right? So I put a song out. There's some of them that they kind of catch a little bit and they'll do better than I expect. And that feels good. But then there's also ones that won't. And what I've, in that like weirdness, I've started to realize I have to pay attention to the individuals and not the numbers. So, like, it's mm. tempting to be like, okay, how many people, you know, like, I'm, I'm sure you guys experience this. Like, how many people downloaded the episode? How many people have, like, where's the numbers at? Yeah. And how does that stack up against previous numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And what do we, you know, and some of that is good and you want to double down on the things that are working. But what I'm, what I'm doing recently, what I'm challenging myself to do recently with, like, releasing music is who is connecting with this? Who are the people who are connecting with this? And I'm always surprised and like reassured by that. It's like the opposite side. Like there's the one side of the social media thing. It's like, like this, this number, this statistic. This number, and you're this. crushed. It's, you, there's no way. Well, not no way, but it's really hard. It's like one out of every 10 are like, I actually did pretty, I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> one out of every 10 Every 10 release. releases yeah. is going to be Where like, you I feel, feel pretty good. This was, really was, yeah. this was surprising. I had some good things happen. But then every other one is a little bit crushing and you feel a little stupid. You're like, why did I do that? And why am I mass mediaing? 
I don't even know if my thing is good. Like, why am I, you know, there's all these questions that come. But then when I see like, oh, this person and this person and this person and this person both listened to it and then listened to it again and enjoyed it and talked to me about it. And there's, I'm interacting with people. Well, now that's the good side of social media, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that is the challenge for me to continue to do it despite nine times out of 10 feeling disappointed about it, which is a good, like that's 90%. 90%. Like if you just looked at the numbers, right. That, that could be quite discouraging. Oh yeah. In terms of what your ex relative to your expectations or hopes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think, I think no matter what you do, like I think we're, we're talking about releasing music or doing a podcast. Not everybody does that, but most everybody posts something. Mm -hmm. And I think there is that, that feeling when you put something out there, even if it's just a picture or just a video or just a snapshot of your day, like you made that reel or TikTok or whatever it is and you expect some sort of response that doesn't have a definite number and you're probably going to be disappointed if you, look at, if you look at the response. But if you look at, if we're looking at the person, did somebody interact with me as a result of this thing? There's a lot more fulfillment, at least for me. Anyhow, it well, makes it worth it. I, I have found in in podcasting, it's asynchronous. So we're having this conversation. Right. We will put it out into the world. Other people will interact with it, and we have n- we never observe that. Right. And mm-hmm. there's no way in real time to interact. Like if I give a talk, it, that that's that's not asynchronous. Right. That's that's synchronized <laughs> and you could see the feedback and you could connect with people and, and you could even see it again, real time, but it is, it is quite disorienting. And I would think, you know, like for a smaller kind of indie artist yeah. or a smaller podcast, even, even this podcast, the, the most, the things that I look for and I'm always surprised by are the people who come up to me in person. Yeah. And share like, oh, that was really helpful, or hey, mm-hmm. I was really inspired by that, or that was really cool. I actually don't see a lot on online, um, but it's actually the the personal interactions, and those are so like that is so encouraging because mm-hmm. again, smaller right. smaller groups or just if you don't have the reach, um, you don't hit a critical mass where you're getting like consistent feedback, even negative feedback. You're just right. getting nothing. Right, you know, and yet you still are are making the thing. What it is, is a tremendous amount of effort? What is the value? And so that so you so it's easy to like feel like what what am I doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Right. What do you think we're doing? And why is it? Why in do terms we, of creating something and putting it out? Why not right. just create for itself and not and not sh- share it? Let's say. Okay, this is actually this leads right into something I've been thinking about, which get is it, get into it. okay. Over and over, especially in the, in the Old Testament, the okay. Lord constantly is telling the Israelites, remember, 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 remember what I've done. Like, this is important. Put a stone in the ground. Like, that's a thing. Remember the thing I did about Ebenezer? Right, like, an Ebenezer, well, yeah, go, it's, go a stone, it's a stone. The it's song. a stone. It's a So, So, come thou fount of every, come every thou blessing. Come thou fount, right. Second verse of that is, here I raise my Ebenezer. Right, and people are like, "Are we talking about Scrooge? What <laughs> yeah. is going on?" Right, why are we raising Scrooge? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is this? And Ebenezer is a remembering stone, a place where God did something, and I make a, st- I, I put a stake in the ground and say, "God did something here, and I don't want to forget it." Because throughout the scripture, I mean, all of Exodus, 
I feel like is don't remember this thing. Remember when I did the Red Sea thing? Remember when I did the rock? Remember when when we did the manna? Remember the quail? You know, the Holy Spirit. I was thinking about there's a whole manna quail thing. But remember, that's so important. And you can do the live thing. Like you can give a talk. And like the remembering there is like people can take something away and they might actually remember it. But we remember by writing things down, by recording things, by going back to them. Like, I don't know about you, but like I have to journal when I pray. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like, what's the point if I don't journal? Because then if God does something or says something, or I, I can go back to it. And that's like my, my yearly, th- like at the, at the new year, I'm going back to remember. And so this, like why record something? Like, why do a podcast is to hopefully, like, God is doing something and God is working and we can remember it. And so that's, I've, I've, I've been on this about, like, so many of the things that we do, like, in worship. Why would we record a worship thing? Is it so that we can be the next Elevation Church? Look, no, no, no. Actually, that's not the point. The point is to remember what God did and experience it again later mm-hmm. because that is very scriptural. It's, re- it's responding to a core call of the Lord to remember because it's one of the most powerful places he he works in is our memory it's actually not every day that we're going to have this amazing experience with the Lord but if we can capture it we can go back to it and that's not some newfangled technological evil thing right but it's actually you know so same thing with a song okay God did something in my life I wrote it into a song I think it's powerful it moves in my life and I think it will be that way with others. And I find that actually a lot of people, what you call a lot is varies on <laughs> who you're talking to, but in uh, some people will go back to that and they will allow that to impact their life in a, in a really positive way. And that's that remembering what God has done. And they're able to somehow participate that in what God has done in my life, which is, so, which is amazing. Or same thing in a podcast. So I think recording stuff and putting it out there is being obedient. Yeah, you know, it it is um it is the internet is a funny thing and the the way in which it it does record things for posterity's sake and some social media will do it much better than others but like YouTube is a a, a truly evergreen world that you know with the the search terms you put in there it could pull up all sorts of things Whereas in social media, you just kind of see it's what's current, you. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I think it's, uh, I love where technology is today. And I, I love the, the conversations that, that we can have. And I don't know where the medium is, is going, like for, for podcasting. And music will be a thing that will always be with us. But there's and always be a terrible, like musicians are not, notably bad business people. <laughs> so I feel like it's always behind. Music is always trying to catch up with like even podcasting or video or whatever. It's like musicians can't figure it out. It's it's hilarious. It's bad. But it's it is amazing. We literally do have mass media yeah. power at our fingertips. Everyone does. I mean when I, I went to I had um I didn't take a major in communications, but I did take a mass a mass communications class in nineteen ninety five. The internet wasn't a reality. There's no such thing as social media. I would have had no thought at all that anything in that course, I would have had anything 
to ever do with. Right. Television, radio, maybe, mm-hmm. but like big rate, you know, mask. And here, here we are in, on our phones and we don't even, you don't even need a fancy microphone. No. Every, every, the, the camera and the microphone mm-hmm. on your phone. Right. Is enough. Right. To be a mass media well, if production think, company. If you think about it, you have an incredible camera and microphone in your phone. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, exactly. They're actually like, we're better miles than, beyond, like better than the best camera, the best digital camera you could buy when digital cameras were first back in out. the day. Oh my gosh. They're, they're insanely good. So it's so, a wild thing. Yeah. And I think part of it is like knowing that we have this, this potential to reach millions, but also being okay with reaching who God wants us to reach. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and being faithful not for everybody. Everybody doesn't have to post and to create things no. and to put things out there. But, but for the creative, um, it's it is a it is a challenging place. How? But but that's it. That's it. You do, like it's built to be like mass media, but actually we have to be okay with it not being mass media. In fact, being quite it's it's just mini. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. mini. My yeah, my mini. friends and family, and then like, it's always like, do you get the like the people like number two city for me last month was Brazil. Was uh, was Rio de Janeiro? Right. I don't know anybody in Rio de Janeiro. It's amazing. It's awesome. So there's like an element of it that's like, oh, this can get way bigger than just sending a letter used to be able to. But I have to be okay with the fact that the large part of it are people that I already know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And it's still worth doing, even though it's not gonna be a viral mass thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a small thing, and it's still valuable. Amen. Well, speaking of that, that Ebenezer stone of remembering what God has done. Can you share of, of, of the most recent or a, a recent experience of God or something that God has done that really did deeply impact you? That did change your life. That's worth kind of putting a stone in the ground and remembering. Is there any experience uh, that comes to mind lately in your life? Speaking of that, Yes, I mean, one of, them, one of them, one of the recent ones is like diving into that, that idea of, wow, recording things, the media thing, the creative thing has value that's shown in, an, in the ancient exodus sort of way. Like that's one that's, that's new. This is a new thing that I'm like exploring, which is, I like, well, I love talking about it. Maybe a more specific one would be Lent, this past Lent. Um, I did like a, uh, we'll call it a, uh, how do I say this and not sound um, bad? We'll call it a poor man's Exodus 90, but for 40 days and with, you know, lukewarm showers instead of totally cold. And, you know, I basically like, I just took that thing and was like, look, I've seen a lot of people like really struggle through this and it's not super helpful for them. (laughs) (laughs) And so how about we figure out what we can, but I see the good in it. So how about we figure out what can I do that I'm actually going to be faithful to? How can I cut out media in my life? How can I just, and the whole idea was creating space. Yeah. It's not giving things up. That's not the idea. That's not, that we, partially we feast to fast because fasting, feasting or fast to feast because feasting is not really feasting unless you fast. Fasting isn't really fasting unless you feast, right? So there's that, that combo. So we do that, but we also just create space for the Lord to work. And so that was where I went after this Lent is how can I create space for the Lord to work? And we, like, 
my family kind of, we didn't all do the same things, but we had an amazing Lent um, just because there was more space for us to connect with one another and there was more space for the Lord to work. And I feel like just all sorts of, there was also all sorts of opportunities and things that came uh, that maybe I would have missed if I wasn't as attentive to creating space uh, for the Lord. So I think I'm not really talking about exactly what he did, but just that whole mentality I think was a shift for us in how are we approaching our family life and how are we approaching um, Lent, not just as this thing that we do kind of once during the year and we get through it and get over it, but we really entered in and we're able to experience the Lord and make space for him and then say, actually, we want to keep doing this. Not in the same way, right? But we want to keep creating space for him and keep, you know, fasting and doing these sorts of things so that we can feast. Anyhow, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that's been a really cool, like, practice that I know my husband and I have been talking about is, yeah, the fasting before you feast thing. And, like, actually, like, looking at the church calendar and, like, taking, like, feast yep. days. And it's like, oh, we actually want to, like, like, the church has set aside these days as feast days. Like, we want to, like, celebrate them well. I'm like, yeah, what does that look like? And what is like the fasting before that look like as well? Yeah, so not not to get too church. Yeah, that, that in. Yeah, kind of yeah, part, yeah. yeah. Like oh, being I very aware that. of not like the church like, calendar. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like serving a purpose. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not to get too like hot take churchy. <laughs> but I do think, I do think <laughs> we so focus. That's why we brought you on the couch. I do think <laughs> we focus on the, like we, I, I think, I know we focus on the fasting. Mm-hmm. But actually what's more important is the feasting. Like there's 50 days before, yeah. f- before Pentecost. There's 40 days of Lent. Like, you're, you're in the celebratory mode longer because it's better. We, the, like the gospel last week, I came that they might have life and have it to the full. Like, that's where mm-hmm. we're supposed to focus. So, anyhow. Or have it abundantly. I know some translations. Of, yeah, it's right, like, yeah, yeah. I use the, like, extra. I won't say what I use. <laughs> nab. I use the nab. Mm-hmm. Well, people that's, people that's really look down on me. I know. I, I'm with you, dude. They're like, honestly. Well, I, yeah, I was like, I was like, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible scholars uh, <laughs> who listen to this will judge me for using the New American Bible, and th- then I won't mention uh, the expoundatory versions that I will use to inform the, n- the NAB. There. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> so sounds like, yeah, like Lent was this kind of like Ebenezer, like rock, like this moment that kind of changed, transformed you um, in your discipleship. But is there like... Is there something that, like, if weren't for this, like, I just wouldn't be the disciple I am today? Like, was there, like, kind of this, like, bigger moment, this, like, bigger, like, Ebenezer moment? Yeah. I mean, probably the most obvious one is, and I think I think this is a big moment, actually, for SPO, if I could say. I think, I think SNE 2008. <laughs> like, huh. there was some... I was there. You were there. That was... A whole slew of folks just got whacked. (laughs) Just got whacked by the Lord. They were not following him. And they, and I got swept up in this group of people who were all follow. who we were all kind of like on the outskirts of SPO. You know, we were kind of in the back with our arms crossed. We kind of like these people, but we're not one of these people. We're just kind of hanging around and we're excited for night prayer to be over so we can go hang out. You know, like we were those guys. Yeah. And a, a whole bunch of those guys, separately, all just got taken to, ch- to church. I don't, you know, I don't know how to say it. We just got 
introduced to the Holy God Spirit. God gotcha. Introduced to the Holy Spirit in a really powerful way, SNE 2008. And for me, it was actually, it, it started by myself in, uh, in the first car I ever owned. Um, and I was listening to a country song. And the during S and E during S and E, yeah, you're in your car by yourself. Yeah, because I was I was commuter. I mean, I was that far outside that I wasn't even staying with everybody. <laughs> I was commuting because I didn't want to pay to stay at S and E, so I I worked some sort of deal. It's funny you you were you were talking about like sitting in the back with your arms crossed. I remember you sitting in the front with my arms crossed. Maybe with your <laughs> arms crossed. Arms but I have open. A very distinct memory of you. And like your guys that, yeah. you're ta- that you're talking about. And I remember you, it was this feeling of like, I dare you speaker guy to say anything right. that matters. Yeah. And that's, that was were how you I, speaker guy? I was speaker guy. <laughs> I was speaker guy. Yeah. You, but, were, you totally were. And you were two years new. You're like you were. I had, yeah, it was my third, were, it was my first year on staff, right. but it was my third SNE. but right. I was still kind of new to the, right. very new to Just the Just for context, SNE was the Sorry. old conference that. SPO used to put on yeah, it, was it was like, like a week uh, long in August. Two week and then one week and then five days, but like a bunch yeah. of days together training mm-hmm. uh, s- the school of yeah. the new evangelization, people living in household, yep. going to kind of talks and it essentially meetings. started with a fan in the flame. And then you would live, so you do a weekend with a fan in the flame and you'd live together and kind of live out that, that life. So more. then what happened though? Like why, what happened in that experience that kind of made you the disciple you are? today god showed that he was interested in my life how did he do that it was, how did you experience that it was just this as i was so get, getting back to the car i'm yep. in the car right. i'm listening to this country song and it was basically the words were like i can't outrun it like god's love is relentless it's this song by jason Aldean, and, and not a not a christian song at all it's this country song and the lord was speaking to me in that, like, you you can't outrun me. I'm actually after you. And I'm actually interested in your life. Not necessarily in, it wasn't about, like, you behaving, what you do, your talent, if you have any talent, you know, like, those are, <laughs> it's not what you think you have. I'm interested in your life, in you, just for you. And that changed everything for me. Because I felt like every, I think I, before that I wouldn't have said it this way, but I felt like there was stuff I was supposed to do and that God wasn't actually that interested in me. So uh, then that, that happened like during, during this, SME. and then how did that, how did that impact the next time you came to pray or the next session that then you I went was, to? And then, so then I show up to, this was somehow, I think it was in the day or the day before there was a fan in a flame and you have the Saturday night fan in a flame where people pray over you. Yeah. Right. And my sister Hannah is at this thing and she's coming up to me during the Saturday day. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. She doesn't know what's going on with me really. Yeah. But, but Hannah's crazy in terms of like one of the best evangelists. Um, I may have ever known is Hannah. Like she's, she's still doing things that are amazing. And, Anyhow, so she comes up to me and she's just like, I'm just so excited for what God's going to do tonight. I'm so excited for you. Like, she just knew it. Yeah. Like, I was not talking to her about it, but she knew that God had told her, like, I am going to smack Abe with the Holy Spirit tonight. (laughs) So then she gets all my buddies, all the guys, and gets them to pray over me. She did. She, She rallies them and is like, we're praying with Abe tonight. So all the guys come and they pray with me and I, like, kneel down and submit my life to the Lord that night in a really public 
real way. And then it was all over. Then I got, then I got up from that and I went from like, basically, so I grew up really close to SPO. Like I knew SPO for a lot of my life and I grew up really judging SPO. I didn't really like these weird people. And I got up from that experience and they were all my best friends. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, these are my people. I love this. <laughs> I want to talk to them. I want to hang out with them. This right. is amazing. And it wasn't the individual people. It no, was but, it, but it was you know? the work of the spirit yeah. Yeah. alive. It's, it's one yeah. of the, the, uh, the, the, the telltale signs of the spirit coming alive in your life is like you want community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Well, at, before we get to the hot seat. Sure. We need one piece of advice for college students or young adults. What would it be? Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. I think college students and young adults, you're told this all the time. Like, oh my gosh, these years, they're amazing. And I think sometimes we focus on the big decisions that are meant to be made during that time. I know I did. And we can miss what's right in front of us. And actually the big decisions are made in freedom, not in stress about the big decision. And so if you don't overthink it, and you just enter into where you are at and where your feet are planted. God's going to do some amazing things, and you're going to find, in a certain sense, you're going to find and make with the Lord. It's not going to happen to you, yeah. But you're going to make these decisions with the Lord, and so don't ever. Th- my advice would be don't ever think it. Amen. That's where are we at with some hot seat questions, Emma? Thanks, yeah. Abe. Love that. Dive into the hot seat Let's questions. What is something that you think is overrated? <laughs> you guys didn't prepare me for this. <laughs> Overrated. Oh gosh. Um probably you know what just came to my mind? Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I love Chick-fil-A. I get Chick I get Chick-fil-A fairly often. We all do. <laughs> it's too close to this office. It is. But <laughs> the amount of love it gets. Okay, what I will say is the, the food, the Chick-fil-A food. The Chick-fil-A experience is unparalleled in fast food, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But the Chick-fil-A food itself, it's really just the sauce. There's the hot take. It's yeah. mid. It's mid. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of there with you, Abe, okay. but yeah. I wish I could blank more. How would you fill in the blank? I wish I could blank more. <sighs> Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. As a father of three yeah. and a newborn. F- five, three yeah. under five? Three under four? Three under five. I, uh, Liza turns five tomorrow. Okay. Happy birthday, Liza, if you ever hear this. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, if you could go to any concert, musician could be living or dead, who would it be? Whew. Okay. I have a thing about concerts. I don't just want to hear you play your songs. I want to be able to like sing and have a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, so this sounds weird, but it would be like it. Don't quote me on this, even though we're we're recording this for posterity, <laughs> you know. But like something more like poppy, like a combo of like, you know, You're buying T Swift tickets. No, not T. I oh, wouldn't okay, go see okay. T Swift. That's not en- that's not enough. I'm talking like Timberlake or. Or Bieber, I would totally see Bieber. I would see uh, Timbaland. I would see um, who else would be in those kind of like we're talking sugary, like absolutely uh, uh, 
unheady. We're not talking heady music stuff. I'm not. I'm not going there to do heady. Like I'm going to listen to that music in my car. To dance I'm going to listen sing. to Gregory Allen Isakov in my car. I don't want to go. I don't want to go see Gregory Allen Isakov. I mean, I would if. If he listens to this, like, I love your music. It's great. <laughs> but I don't want to see, like, I can play guitar and sing, you know, like. Yeah. That's, it doesn't seem that great. But, like, somebody who can, like, do the sugary pop thing and give you an experience and, like, it's showmanship, right? Like, concerts are showmanship. And, and that's, where, that's where it's moved. And so now it's like, I want to go see a show. I don't want to go see a good musician. So, anyhow, yeah. I'm sorry, that was, that was too harsh. Last, last one is, is just popness. been it's just been wiped off the board. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, we're so, so we, over time. No, we just no. The Lord just says it's time. <laughs> oh yeah. So, <laughs> hey, we love having you on the show, man. Seriously, uh, thanks so much for mm-hmm. sharing your life, your heart, uh, kind of God's call in your life with us. Yeah, um, we're so grateful to have you on the show. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. It's great. Um, you can catch us. A bunch of places. YouTube. YouTube. Hello, camera. Apple Podcasts. Spotify. All the podcast places. Ask we a need. friend. Share with a friend. Tell your enemies. Tell your love enemies. your enemies while you're at love it as them. well. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Smash that Smash subscribe. That subscribe button. Or that follow button. Um, we'll yeah. see you next time. Thanks, Abe. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.